Well, Dave, guess what? What, Chan? We are officially live with episode four of Q&A Friday. I like Q&A Friday. What do you think about that? Um, I'm pretty impressed. I think it's uh, 100% grade A awesome. So we got two pretty good questions. And then our two questions always lead us into like a three hour long dissertation about everything. So we should be pretty good to go. I think we should be. And if we have any live questions, we'll tackle those too. Yeah. Hey, look, Tara's watching. That's nice. She's actually in the room next door. Huh. Just watching the broadcast. Watching the broadcast. You know why? It's because we're just so into the broadcast. Yeah. We're just so dang good. She can't get enough of it. That's right. 24 seven. She's like, gosh, (laughs) that's all the time. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, it's like every minute of every day turns out even on a leap year. (laughs) I think that's what every four years now. Yeah. I think they change that every four years. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Always be changing. That's right. That's right. Hey, um, can I officially welcome Larry to the podcast? Oh yeah. Welcome him in. That's Larry. There he is. We get a lot of of requests to put Larry on t-shirts and stuff. Get a new store coming. So you can just click on buy one. And uh, maybe we'll give out some discount codes. Anybody that um, either kills it with their marketing for the month or comes on the show or anything like that, maybe be able to go on and get yourself a t-shirt. Yeah, we'll run a contest. Share our podcast. Tag your friends. Show how cool we are. So cool. We're too cool for school. That's right. All right. So let's start with some of our questions for today and see if we can answer them to the satisfaction of our question askers. <laughs> is, that a, is that a thing? Question askers? I, I think like, it is. I think it makes sense. Yeah. So the first one, I just, so I did a phone call interview with someone the other day about blogs and this one ties right into that. What can I do to make my blog more popular with traffic? and visitors. So what we have to think about with blogging in today's market and today's environment is people aren't necessarily just going to go to your blog because there's millions of blogs out there. They're everywhere and there's so much information to consume. So you have to put together a distribution strategy to get people to your blog so they keep coming back. If people like your content, they'll come back after they've seen it, but you need to get them there several times before they'll actually even engage with it or care about it. So if you want, so you start a new blog and you want to get it out there, you need to make sure you get your blogs on Facebook and it needs to be shared there. If you have an Instagram account, it should be shared there. Your blog can be repurposed to a video and then share it onto YouTube or Facebook as the video and then link back, say, hey, this was an original blog. Your blog can also be put on things like medium.com. <clears throat> Medium is like today's social blogging. So you put it on there and people can clap for it and follow you and do all that. And then your blog should be shared on your email newsletter to everybody. So that way you're taking it from the place where nobody's going to find it on your website to places where everybody can potentially see it and it can get shared and be viral. Can you imagine a day when no one's going to see anything on your website? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're rapidly becoming irrelevant. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I personally think I, I, mean, I, I think it's coming. I think Facebook's going to launch a website version of this site where you can actually add a few features in there and poof, I think that takes care of a lot of the, uh, the market. You know, it's funny, Google, uh, Google just released in addition to their Google posts, which are pretty cool. It shows like little social media posts on all of the search results. But in addition to that, they now have Google websites. 
So you just click the website button and it automatically generates a website for you with all the main stuff you need from Google. So it's, they're coming, they're going to do it. I, it's changing the game. I think that's why with out of the cave, we just don't, we focus on, you know, we audit websites and we give suggestions and uh, we interact with whoever the web designer is to uh, add in the stuff that we do. Uh, but yeah, the website game's not, not a thing, not anymore. Yeah. We find if we want to focus on the long term, the websites are not where people's attention is at anymore. There's just too many of them. There's people don't want to go search for random websites. They want to go lose their mind on social media and get captivated in there, watch cat videos on YouTube and just. That's right. Away from it all. So then to bring it back to the, to the blogs. And so, you know, in order to actually get people to see and read and consume your blog, you need an audience. And to build that audience, that means you need to know how to interact with your social media, right? That's where the audience is now. And uh, you build your audience, uh, you understand how your audience behaves, and then you understand, you know, when you do produce content, uh, you know, it should get put on the blog, but then distributed correctly. And you should have a, a whole strategy for that of how you're actually going to uh, reach your audience where they're at uh, so that they see it. And, they, and then uh, the content's important. Uh, if they're not, consuming it maybe they don't like it or uh, maybe they'd love it if they actually spent the time to read it uh, but that's not everybody most people aren't going to read it so now you need to take your blog and make sure that there's a video version of it maybe an audio version of it uh, and then it's distributed uh, through your audience uh, which is through social yeah it's huge if you don't especially today if you don't distribute your blog to where people can see it and find it they're never going to actually know what you're doing and what you have, what you're producing might be the perfect fit for them. But if they can't find it, it's going to be impossible for them to want to come back to see it. And once they do find that they like your blog, they can subscribe via an RSS feed or they can always come back and check it. And they'll do that if they like what you're producing. But your distribution strategy for your blog is the most important thing that you can do to get it out there. And so what I would do to organize this is create a calendar. It's your blog distribution calendar and your podcast dist distribution calendar and your calendar for when you're going to distribute these things. Because you don't want to push everything out on the same day because you'll see a huge spike and then nothing. It'll just plummet. So you want to make sure you post, post a new blog and then the blog gets shared to Facebook on Monday. Blog gets shared on Twitter on Tuesday. Instagram on Wednesday. Email newsletter on Thursday. So every day you have a different piece of the blog going out and every day you have it going out to a different network or a different funnel. That way your blog is continuously getting traffic in over time and you have a more normalized force of traffic and maybe someone's not on every single day. So you're getting people on different days and different times. And then maybe like two or three weeks from now or four weeks, you analyze and you look at what your most popular blogs were and then you reshare those out. You retweet them out. You share them on Facebook or you take your most popular ones, you turn it into a video or, and you take quotes out of your most popular ones. You put those on pictures and now you've taken one blog, created a distribution calendar and repurposed it in several different ways. So you can continue using that piece that everybody actually liked and wanted to consume and enjoyed. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, when you're getting after your audience is it's what you know, maybe they're not going to read a 15 or a 500 word blog and, and you need to give them those sound bites and you need to give them one liners out of it, uh, a small videos so that you can actually attract them to your thoughts so that they'll, they'll come back for more. Chan, is it cold over there? Oh, my gosh. It's like seven degrees up what? here in the desert. West Coast office sucks right now. The East Coast office is um, pretty hot and I'm yeah. under the lights. I just wish it wasn't cold. Yeah. 
Yeah, so your blog is something that we need to get in front of as many people as possible. We need to use a distribution strategy to use the best and the, uh, the key pieces out of it. And then we need to use a, a strategy of resharing as well, because just because you put it out once doesn't mean it's not going to be valid in the future. So you're going to, I would analyze my most popular posts every month and then take the most popular ones and reshare those out. So that way I'm continuously getting that in front of people and people liked it. So they're going to continuously like it. New people are going to see it. Right. And you're going to attract new people to your blog. And that's going to build your blog up and it's going to build a presence. And then you're going to be able to see traffic going to that blog continuously over time versus just a spike, which is what we want. And we want to see visitors going to each piece. So like when I look at my Chan's Logic website, I'll look at it and I'll see what were the most popular content pieces of the month. And I can see which blogs people are reading, which ones they like the best. And then I'll repurpose those and use those for different things. And and a big key is patience, you know, you, unless you want to spend a lot of money, which I think is our next question. Uh, but it's just patience. It's, it's you have to you have to uh, put together a good strategy. You have to implement it. Then you have to work it. And you can't think short term where it's like, oh, I've been working it for three weeks and I've had I, I don't have anything. Right? It's, that's not working. It. it. You know, you work it for years uh, and, and constantly analyze it and make the adjustments so that, you know, as you're producing content. If nobody's reading it, why are you producing content? You know, so you have to, you know, you have to, to keep working that content to get your audience where you need them to be. So be patient, put the work in, uh, and stick to the strategy. Right? Very important. Yeah, exactly. And I think the last thing that people get stuck on with blogs is they always ask me, "Well, what should I write about?" I'm like, "Well, let's let's take out a piece of paper and let's strategically plan how we're going to organize our blog." So we're in discovery phase. I need you to write out 50 different topics you can write off off the top of your head. Okay, now we got 50 topics. If you can't figure that out, go to like BuzzSumo and type in nutrition or fitness or plumbing or whatever your industry is and see what people are asking about it. And then write blogs directly responding to that stuff. Then take that, put it on a schedule. So now you're in your planning phase. So now you put all the blog topics you had and you put it maybe every, depending on how much time you have, I would say at least one a week. You put up one every single week. And that's on your calendar and your planning phase. Then your execution phase is just going in through and writing all the blogs. And you can write them all at once or you can write one every week. I would try to write at least two a week so you're always ahead and you don't fall behind. But, and then once you get done with that execution strategy, then you go to your post-execution analysis uh, phase. So now you're going to say, okay, I wrote all these blogs. It's been a month. Now, which ones were my most popular? And then those get put back in your planning phase so you can redistribute those. And then you continuously go on like that. And then you need to make sure you put time aside for this quiet time. You got to get your head kind of in it so that you can produce a lot of good content. Uh, if, and you're like, oh, I got to get something up right now. Uh, it's just not going to be good. It's not going to be good enough. You know, so, so put the time aside. Uh, this is if, you can, if you're a writer and a blogger. Uh, if, if it's not for you and it takes you too long to do those things, you might be better off going on video, right? Like, so it just depends on, uh, what are you doing? And then if you're producing video and uploading it to YouTube and putting it on your blog, and then maybe you can do a, a, you know, a, a shorter article around it, maybe a couple paragraphs just describing what the video is. Uh, that could be the way to go too, right? So make sure you're playing to your strengths and don't, don't get caught up with uh, trying to produce stuff that is, is too much for you or if you're not able to put the time in. You know, figure out what you can put time into and what you're really good at. And, and put your efforts yeah, into that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I find I like to do when I'm blogging? 
if I, depending on how I want the piece to feel, I listen to music that's going to coincide with that feeling. And then I write it huh. after I listen to that because it puts me in the different, the mood I need to be in. So if I want it to be a goofy blog, right. I'll listen to like 90s hip hop because it's going to make me feel super goofy. I want to be a serious, like emotional blog. I'll listen to like Mumford and Sons. Uh, it's And it puts me in that mindset to write nice. in that way, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> probably go with a lot of Elton John <laughs> yeah. journey. <laughs> uh, some Celine Dion, my heart will go on. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I know. I always find that, I, like, I'll come up with a topic I want to write about, and I'll start it, and then not touch it for a while. And and when my head's wrapped, like, really wrapped around it, uh, I usually can do a one shot and really crush an article. Uh, and then I have to turn it over to uh, my wife, and she does all the editing. She comes back through, going, "What yeah. is this?" And it's just fix it. Move on. My thoughts are there, and this, and I hit return a couple times to break the thought. <laughs> That's right. Like when you look at it too, a good writer is generally not a good editor. Like I, no. I can write, no. but I'm my editing is going to be terrible. So Steph edits mine at the same time. And if you don't have an editor, just use Grammarly. Grammarly is incredible. It'll give you at least a basis, and it'll tell you where to put commas and what you misspelled and what sentences are run-ons yeah. and stuff. So if you don't have an editor or someone to give it to, just go to Grammarly.com and use those guys. You know what my editor just told me yesterday? What? You no longer have to do two spaces after a period. Yeah, that's old That's old school. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I never heard of You're that. You're like, what am I doing? Sister Martha would be rolling in her grave right now if she knew that there wasn't two spaces after yeah, a period. Yeah, that's like so 1989. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Who knew? Like, the more you know. Or... The more yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you for shutting that. Now we can yeah, see each other. I feel like I was too dark. I'm not, I'm not the dark knight. I'm more of the shiny light. <laughs> All right. So our next question is pertaining to Facebook. It says, well, what should your daily budget for Facebook be? And this is your daily budget. $1 million. Yeah, as much as you can actually put out. Now, your daily budget for Facebook needs to be organized around what your actual budget is. Like, how much money can you put into marketing per month and be comfortable and okay consistently? Uh, when we look at the gym industry, especially in a lot of the service-based businesses, usually they can get away with ten or twenty dollars a day as a daily budget to put into Facebook, and the ten, 10 to twenty dollars will be devoted to a little bit of it will be devoted to your daily content and getting that promoted. A little bit will be promoted to your call to actions. And then you always have a little bit of, of play and leeway money to work with in case you need something to put into that was really popular or something like that. So if you have like, I would say like 60% of your budget should go to your daily content and then like 30% of your budget should go to your call to action. And then you have 10% to go to like a retargeting strategy for people who have been frequenting your blog or whatever. And you want to really pull them in because they're a super hot audience. So this is, I think, a really good topic for everybody. Uh, Facebook ads. You know, so who knows? What am I supposed to, to spend on Facebook ads? Uh, boosting posts for content is different than Facebook ads. And how do I? Well, you know, how much am I supposed to spend on that? So it's really easy to get kind of sucked into just paying for Facebook ads and thinking that that's going to solve your problem. And uh, like stuff like that, it's it's the lowest quality lead you're going to get. Right. There needs to be a better strategy around that. Uh, and so when Chan says 10 to 20 bucks a day, 
Uh, you could start with $2 a day, $3 a day, $4 a day, whatever it is. Like, so you can't say like, well, I don't have 10 to 20 a day, so I can't do any sort of a strategy. You still should have a strategy in place for producing content and building an audience, even if you don't have it to a bigger audience, right? You still should have that strategy in place so that there's an organic growth that happens. And then a proper uh, strategy for, for how much do I spend every month is, you want to take your organic relationship marketing system and you then want to start amplifying it and putting a little money into it, right? And then so ultimately, so Chan, if I said to you, um, I want to have uh, 50,000 followers and these, you know, I want monster results. Um, and, and I said, how much am I going to have to spend? Uh, and you said, what, how much do you have? And I said, I have $10,000 a month, right? The more money I have, is, am I going to build an audience faster? So you do need money to build your audience, but you also need to be good at what you're doing. Like if you put out content and it sucks, it doesn't matter how much money you put into it. Nobody's going to actually want to interact with it or like it. You're going to get all the mad faces and angry people commenting. So you, yeah, with that angry, the earth face, the mean one with the red cheeks. But what, so what you need to do is you need to make sure, number one, what you're putting out is good and it's going to get people interested and excited. And what that means is just you're going to play to your strengths and not try to fake the funk. Do what you're good at. Talk about what you're good at. Don't try to get into realms that you don't understand. You know. And it's going to give people interest. That's my fault, Chad. Yeah. It's just you're going to play to your strengths. That's my fault. Oh, no. Keep going. So when after you figured out that you can play to your strengths, if you have $10,000 a month to put it into your budget – you're going to have to be consistent with it. And then we're going to put money into our content every single day that gets pushed out. And if I had 10K and I wanted to grow my face, and they said, hey, I want to grow my Facebook audience or my Instagram, then we would just put out videos all the time, put 10K into videos and pictures. And we would grow it that way. And it would grow uh, pretty rapidly if we had that much cash to work with, if we're not leveraging our strengths and working really well. So it would be video and then blog, maybe a couple blogs, blogs once a week. It would be like videos and all that stuff and then we take that and then <clears throat> take all the video views because we're going to get a ton of video views with that much money and we're going to repurpose that to our little call to actions that are like hey join my email list or subscribe to whatever i want them to subscribe to like subscribe to my youtube channels like my facebook page uh, go check me out on instagram any of that stuff and so we can use our call to actions if our goal was just to grow our base like that would be put out really good content and then use the call to action to drive people to keep consuming your content and go into your page and actually interacting with it. Right. And then, you know, when you're talking about what you produce and it has to be good, make it relevant to your business, right? And that's why we do this business interview where we want to know kind of what the business is all about and, and the culture and the personalities, uh, because then what you're trying to do is you're trying to get that story out to the world. So it needs to connect to your business. It can't just be random. Like, you know, I'm in the fitness world, so I'm just going to throw nutrition articles out. I'm going to do this and that. Like tell a story and have people actually feel like they're part of your story. Uh, just throwing content out to throw content out. That's what everybody is doing. So you're not special. You're not going to build an audience. I'm not going to say like, I'm going to start following this guy because he puts out nutrition articles. They're everywhere, right? So make it, make it something that uh, is different than everybody else. Something that's unique around your culture, your business, right? Your brand. 
Yeah, that's huge. Your content really needs to be you and what you're good at and passionate about. Because if it's not, it's going to show and it's just going to blend in with everybody else. So when you're putting it out, don't try to get into realms you don't understand or realms you're not very good at or you're not sure at because you're not going to be able to formulate good responses. You should be able to say, this is what I'm going to talk about. And you should be able to rapid fire and talk about it for 30, 45 minutes. And you just black out and wake up when you're done because you're so, you know, the concept so well, you're so good at it. It's, you don't even have to think about it. You just pop it off. You start talking, you activate Google voice and just start speaking and it writes a whole blog for you. And then you go edit the disaster it produces, but that's what you need. You need something that you don't have to think twice about. So if someone asks me something I don't know, I'm going to say, Hey, it's not my realm. I really don't know a lot about that right now. And I'm not going to try to formulate a fake response because it's going to be insincere. It's not going to be real. And it's something I really don't understand. And, but if it's something I do and they talk, ask me, I can go on for 45 minutes about it. Yeah. And, and I'd add that, you know, you want to look at your overall business calendar. So what's going on for the next few months and a few months after that, uh, what are we planning out for? Uh, could be, um, you know, different programs that are in your business or different strategies for how you're going to go to market or, or uh, maybe community events, whatever it is. Uh, and then you want to produce a content calendar around that. So, so what you're actually producing for content should coincide with what's going on in your community, uh, in your business and the relationships that you have so that uh, you're actually connecting with people uh, and you're not doing just, it's not separate. It's not why well, I produce content over here and I actually run my business and my community and, and relationships over here, right? They should be the same thing, you know? And so I think uh, uh, making sure you, you really come up with that strategy and um, and then build your content around that uh, is very important. Yeah, your con content should essentially be what exactly what who you are and what you do and everything should branch into that. It, sh it should never be separate or different. Uh, if someone watches you on the internet and then they meet you in real life and they're like, wow, you're a way different person. That's not what we want. We want someone to watch you on the internet and be like, wow, you're the exact same person. The crazy stuff you do on the internet is what you do in real life. And that's when we have that realism and that real life aspect and the, the idea that people will continuously want to connect with you and they don't think you're being fake because we all, we see a lot, especially in like some of the realms we're in is the people who produce really good content all the time. When you meet them in person, they don't say yeah, a lot. Yeah. They're what? way different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to have fun because you seem so fun in your content and then you're not. That's right. That's right. And then we end up going out and throwing the after hour party and the person that looks like there's so much fun is just sitting there. Yeah. They can't talk in person. Yeah. yeah. I, it is super important. And <clears throat> when when you look at service, like, you know, we do the whole relationship marketing experience for service-based businesses. And when <clears throat> you're when you're looking at that industry, you know, any of those industries, the client tellers, they're attracted to you and your personalities and, and how your culture behaves around your business. So that is the type of content you need to produce. And so you can't say, well, I love that guy's content. So I, that's what I'm going to produce. I'm just going to copy what they're doing. But that's their personality and their content. You know, so you have to know what yours is and and. Uh, you know, write it, write it down, ask questions, uh, hire someone to work with you, whatever it is to, to try to get your culture and personality out, because that's what your clients like about you. They like interacting with you. Right. So that's what you want to then show the world and attract more of the same type of people to you. Yeah, exactly. You're going to bring in the clients that you want to work with and the clients you're specifically interested in. 
if you promote and put yourself out in the right way. And it doesn't have to always be you. You utilize your team as well. <clears throat> like right. at Stone Age Fuel, our content is organized by everybody has a little piece they're they're required to produce and that they produce and and you play in their personalities. And so everybody has their little pieces. Like RJ and I do a new one where we call Fix Yourself Fridays and we're out of control and ridiculous. Fix yourself. Fix yourself Fridays. Go check it out. Stone Age Fuel on Facebook. It's out of control. And then like Dale has healthy tales. He likes to talk and he likes to talk about healthy nutrition. And that's his segment. Alyssa has the world according to Alyssa, which is her segment. So everybody has their own little piece that they're required to produce that plays into their personalities and builds the over personality of the organ, the overall personality of the organization itself. <clears throat> and then once it, once you know you come up with some sort of a concept and how it all ties into your business, uh, make sure you're then at analyzing, um, you know, probably daily, but at least weekly. Uh, how's the content doing? What kind of reaction are you getting? Uh, is it growing? You know, or is it stale? Or is it are you, are you reducing the people that are watching? You know, so you want to make sure. Uh, you're always evolving and improving and don't just get stuck with, Oh, we came out with, you know, this thing and this is what we're going to just charge ahead in the market with forever. Right. So you want to make those adjustments uh, a lot to make sure that you're always moving in the right direction. Yeah, that's key. I often find myself looking at what's going on each month and analyzing what's happening and whether or not we're up or down. And if we're down, then you need, we go in and look at each micro piece. Okay. Which ones were popular? Did we miss pieces? Which ones didn't work out so well? And then we adjust and modify off that and we tweak it and play with it. And so like Dale's segment, Healthy Tales, for example, at the beginning didn't get a lot of engagement. So we turned it into a little bit more of a funny but informative segment. And then it got a lot more engagement. And now people are paying attention to it. And so it's it's a continual adjustment strategy. How is my content doing? Pull a 30-day report. Okay, these it was overall pretty good. And then look at the micro report. Okay, each piece, how did it perform? And then how do we fix, adjust, and modify when it's not performing? All right, so Dashi has a question. No. Yeah, she says, what do you do if people, coaches, she's in the gym industry, that do your that do your blog are not good at it, period, not good at video, anything, pull them off. So if I had staff who wasn't good at uh, content at, at all anywhere, my staff, staff member would be devoted to business development twice a week. If you can't produce content and you can't put, put information out in their local business, you're going to have the responsibility of talking to two businesses every week and building a relationship with those guys. And that's going to be your, you're basically the biz dev guy. That's your full, your job outside of your job now because you're not able to produce content. And because biz dev is so important, if you have one person devoted to it, who sucks at content, then you can have them doing that and talking to people and interacting with people. And hopefully they're better at that than they are at content. <clears throat> yeah. It's interesting though, like, especially in the service-based businesses, you know, people that, in service, it's all about communication skills and, and being having some sort of expertise in something. Uh, if you if you have people that aren't able to uh, produce anything uh, or interact uh, with community and client base and all those things, um, I think that'd be a bigger problem. There's 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 something else going on there. I'd say, and maybe that that's something it's it's trying to figure out why. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer in uh, content should be about communication. Uh, and think of it as communication to your clients first. Uh, then it's, you know, how do I talk to former clients, right, and keep up with them, and then future clients. And if the future clients are seeing how you're communicating and, and producing content for your existing client base, uh, I think you'll you'll get a lot more clients. Uh, but you're also talking to your people. So 
I'd say that that there should be some sort of content built around talking to his book of business. Yeah. Right? What he does. Like that's his business is attracted to something with him. So harness that, figure out what it is and make sure he does a weekly segment to communicate with him. Yeah. She says they are good at it. Just despite she doesn't like it because it takes them four hours to write a 100 word post. So if I had someone who wasn't good at any of this stuff and the first thing I would do is put them on local biz dev. That would be their official job for this whole thing. But the second thing I would do is probably just record them talking and put them on a podcast. They're responsible for an audio segment. You don't have to record yourself on video. You don't have to transcribe anything. You don't have to make pictures. You don't have to write. All you have to do is put a mic in front of you or a camera in front of you and just record yourself talking and then pop that on a podcast. And now that coach is responsible for the audio based podcast. It's yep. Podcasts are probably the easiest thing to produce and get out. All you have to do is record yourself talking, like we do it on Facebook Live. Then you pull the you pull the video and make it turn it into audio, and then you put it into Libsyn or SoundCloud or something like that. SoundCloud is super easy, Libsyn's easy, and then it just automatically filters every single feed that you go to, so you can put it on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, all the different things, and just from that one coach just talking. So your your podcast can be another avenue to use outside of all this other stuff we do. And then what you're talking about is, you know, it just because you produce something doesn't mean that's going to solve anything. And this is what happens, you know, why we kind of get in the back to how much money do we spend um, on ads, right? And boosting. So you can produce the most content the world's ever seen. And it doesn't mean anyone's really going to consume it. And even if they do, that doesn't mean they'll convert over to clients. Uh, so you actually have to work the content after you produce it and push it out. And, you know, if you take a, a one piece where you, where you, maybe you do a video and then you pull it like we do live, we pull it down and then we can then repurpose it all over the place. So make sure that's happening, right? Make sure that, that you're actually putting the work in after to, uh, to get to the clients and all the different platforms and uh, then go out and interact with them in the platforms, right? So say someone produced content, make sure that uh, them and the rest of their team also goes on and says, Hey, thank you for liking my posts, right? Anything I can answer on you for you or whatever, right? Like they're actually interacting with the content because that's where you're actually going to get them back into your business and make all this content production and, um, Page strategies and Facebook ads and boosting posts and all that. That's where you're going to make it actually work. Yeah, that's key. What, after you produce the content, we always, like we were talking about earlier, we want a distribution strategy. So Monday through Friday, how is that piece going out? What day does it go out? Are we repurposing it on other channels? How are we going to utilize it? And how are we going to re reuse it once it's done after a couple of weeks? And so once we organize that, you put together a little calendar. And each staff member can have their own calendar like Monday is when my piece comes out. Tuesday, I tweet it. Wednesday, I share it on Instagram. Thursday, I pop it up on YouTube. And Friday, it goes out as a podcast or whatever. Boom. And then you've got one staff member producing content every day of the week on a different channel and a different platform. And then maybe on Sunday, now you everybody compiles their stuff into a content digest. And then you've taken that one piece and you've used, utilized it everywhere you need to utilize it. And then emailed it out to everybody. And then on top of that, like you were saying, we need to engage with it. So once you put it out, if people are commenting and asking questions, you should be in there going back and forth with them. And your comment should be based off of what their initial comment looks like. So if they're goofy and fun, you be goofy and fun. I'm a real big fan of putting some words and then do, using one of those gift comments. So like someone said the other day, they tagged a friend in the post. So I put a uh, gift comment of someone that said, tag, you're it, and running away. 
which was pretty exciting. And people <laughs> like that because it's humorous. Got you. Yeah, got you. And that's got a you. and it's showing personality in your brand and it's building the idea that you're there's people behind it and it's not a robotic, hey, thank you for the response. Please DM us and we'll hopefully rectify your situation. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm so, a robot. so something else. Um I I I think this is like it's really hard to to see this when you're producing content everybody's busy this sounds like a lot of work chan right now right like doing all this type of stuff but think of it this way if you're putting out content and then you're not actually going out and communicating with these people it's like they called you if they liked your stuff or commented and you didn't answer the phone you're a non-responsive business if you're not actually out interacting with with the people that are uh consuming your your content and uh, that actually is, I, I think it's bad like you just said it that's bad for your brand it, you know, it's it shows that you don't actually care. Uh, in our world now, people uh, their, their bullshit meters go off. They know if you're just trying to get clients. Or uh, we see it uh, with all the on the service side of things. A lot of what a lot of what happens is people put out it's call to action, call to action, and they call to action. Then they'll put out like I just went out to dinner, call to action. You know, it's it's just nonstop. People people know uh, that's not what Facebook's for. It's just to try to get clients, get clients, get clients. You know, give them value and go in and talk to them. And, and uh, it's just the whole, the world's changed and it's it's for the better where you don't have to get people right in front of you anymore. You don't have to go out and knock on doors and cold call anymore. You can just put out some good content consistently and have all the people you want to talk to, right? You just have to go do the work. Yeah, and this is the idea behind building brand and building equity in your brand. And a lot of people don't understand what this means. And what it is, is it's building the people who care about your brand, building a base under your brand and building a, a level of people who are always consistently consuming your stuff and contacting you and talking to you. So when you do ask, they can't wait to jump in for it. And if you don't have that brand equity, you always have to throw out terrible or crappy Facebook ads that are trying to trick people to say, hey, come check us out. And then they use 27 different power words in the longest landing page in the history of the world. So people just scroll to the bottom and fill it out. Uh, so you want to get away from that. You want to just be able to put out a simple post that asks a question and says something and then says, hey, if you want it, let's come check this out. And they all click on it and they go to it and they do it because they want to. And you don't have to use all the crazy tactics and techniques that marketers use to ruin our communication channels now. And so think of brand equity and your brand as something that's incredibly important, something that you have to build over time. And something that doesn't stop building and something that you have to pay attention to and listen to what people are saying. And actually, you ultimately actually have to care about people in this environment. If you're just there to trick people into buying stupid trinkets, you're never going to get anywhere and you're not going to keep people. But if you care and you're building that equity and you're building that base, you're going to get a group of people who really want to participate in what you're doing. And when you do ask, they jump on it. Yeah. And, and the best marketing out there, the best companies, uh, the companies that are doing the best uh, and, and put a lot into their marketing. Uh, it's all built on that brand equity, and that's why they do so well. You know, like so when they when they're doing when they want to sell something new or do anything, it's because their brand is so strong because they put so much work into it. And you see, um, you know, back in the day, a newer startup would be, you know, they go at it guerrilla style and they hire a million kids to run around and guerrilla it up and get that brand awareness out. You know, and you can do all that in an afternoon on social media if you wanted to. So it's just changed so much, but you got to put the time and effort in. And uh, I know it, it always seems like a lot of work, but uh, it's called being in business in 2017, I think.
Yeah. And if you can't do it, find someone who can help you either hire staff right. and you can get a virtual assistant. Now VAs will do anything. You can get someone on with a Slack channel and the virtual assistant will post to your social media for you. They'll talk back and forth and they'll like compile your emails and uh, they'll literally they'll organize your entire life and they're not that like, expensive. So if you need something, yeah, you have to put the money in to, to hire someone to do it all for you as an employee or a virtual assistant, or you hire someone like us to manage your brand and make sure that your presence is there and actually in the right direction. That's right. Best thing I ever did, hang out with this guy. Which guy? Larry. Larry's the champion. The second best <laughs> thing I ever did was hang out with you, Chan. Oh, yeah. We're the dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. We could go with a trio. Yeah, because Larry's a champion. I look at him. Love this guy. Little nuggies. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. We had like 175 different concepts, and Larry came out. <clears throat> Larry came out. I even had to uh, work my magic to get you to call him Larry. <laughs> I just slipped it in there. <laughs> I hate to tell you, you were sold on that one, buddy. Yep. It was like, hey, okay, here it is. And Larry's a good concept of our brand. He's goofy. He's fun. He's adorable. He's some, He's just likable, like us. We're likable. We're exciting. We're goofy. We like to mess around a lot. And so that yeah, we're pigeon toed. It's yeah. weird, but we are. Yeah, apparently we're pigeon toed too. <laughs> <laughs> so, good stuff, man. Yeah, it was a good episode. If you guys have, have a good one. yeah, if you guys have questions, listening to this, shoot us an email or join our Facebook group and join in the conversation in there. If you're, list, if, you're, if you're watching this, post them in the comments. We'll go back and forth and talk with you. And if you have stuff you want us to answer next week, make sure you send them to us. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. All right. See ya.